You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Good morning. It is Sunday, May 10th, and it is Mother's Day, and we want to wish all of our mothers that are listening a happy Mother's Day to you, and I hope it's a special day, and uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy this day. Of course, it's a little unique for all of us, but this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, and I'm so excited today that you are uh, tuning in to 95.9 FM WVFV. Uh, some may be listening online at Voice for Victory uh, Radio, but uh, today is an exciting day for our church because we are transitioning uh, from the drive-in service to the outdoor service. So we've got some in their cars, and we've got some under the tent, and some uh, sitting in chairs around the tent, but it is an exciting time for us, and I'm just so thankful for our church I'm thankful for our staff. I'm thankful for our deacons, our workers. I get so many uh, calls and texts and emails and messages during the week of encouragement. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for being a blessing. If you're listening today, I hope you'll uh, reach out to us and let us know that you're listening. And uh, we are so thankful that you would take the time to tune in today. Uh, for today, our schedule, we'll have our service tonight at 6. I hope you'll tune in on the radio if you have access to a computer, you can tune in online this evening at 5.15 for our kids' time. And then, of course, the evening service is at 6. It'll be on Facebook, be on our website. You can also listen right here on the radio. And then also, after the evening service tonight, we'll have our staff chat. And that has been such a good time. I've enjoyed it. And uh, I'm excited about our guests tonight. We are having the wives come on, and so we'll have our pastoral staff and their wives for the staff chat, and I hope you'll tune in for that. And then join us tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. We will be live on the radio, and we'll be taking some song requests, and I appreciate Brother Caleb helping us with that and Brother Nathan, and it'll be great. Also, I do want to say uh, thanks to all of the folks helping us with the radio uh, on these Sundays and Wednesdays. Today is Jared's last Sunday. He'll be flying out this week, and he is serving uh, as an assistant pastor at for an internship at a church in Arizona, and he's got another year of college. We're really about a semester of college, and he'll be graduating, but we're so thankful for him, and we're thankful that uh, he has helped us so much these last few months with the radio and the video and all of that. I do want to uh, remind you of our upcoming revival with Dr. Joe Arthur. Uh, coming up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And I'm so excited about that, and I'm looking forward to uh, that time. We'll have uh, the Brady Rochester family be with us during that time. They'll be singing, and uh, we are going to have a wonderful, wonderful meeting there. A happy anniversary this week to Matt and Melissa Upton. I hope you have a uh, happy anniversary on the 12th. Joe and Shannon Walker, uh, their anniversary is on the 13th. And then Nathan and Grace Johnson, our assist, our youth pastor and his wife, I should say, uh, their anniversary is on uh, May 15th. Happy anniversary, uh, Brother Nathan and Miss Grace Johnson. And then the birthdays for this week. Today is the day 
Uh, Jennifer Schnur, my sister, uh, happy birthday to you, Jennifer. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, Rosalie Hammock, uh, our neighbor, happy uh, birthday to you. And then uh, Miles Arise, also on the 11th. And then on the 12th, Annie Clements and Gabe Finera, happy birthday to you. And then on the 13th is Mark Bybee. Uh, happy birthday, Mark, and uh, stay off the roads or stay off the sidewalks or whatever you need to do, but he is turning the big 1-6, and so happy birthday, Mark. And then Rhonda Lassiter on the 13th, and Nola Newell and Elon Perez, and then uh, and that's on the 14th, and then on the 15th, David Johnson. Happy birthday to you. Hope you have a great day. If you take your Bibles this morning, we're doing it a little bit different today. Uh, under the tent, we don't have the capability yet. We're working on it. We don't have the capability to stream straight to the radio. So we are recording this uh, uh, separately from the tent meeting and from the Sunday morning service, uh, especially for the radio. And for you radio listeners out there, we know you're the most spiritual anyway. And so, of course, uh, we're going to try to tailor this message especially for you because we know you are the cream of the crop, the best of the best, and we are so thankful that you would listen today. Second Timothy chapter 1 in your Bible. So this is a Mother's Day message, and I'd like to share a few verses with you from 2 Timothy chapter 1. We'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy... My dearly beloved son. Now, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he calls him his dearly beloved son. But uh, Timothy was not uh, Paul's actual son, but he was his son in the faith. Uh, Timothy was reached uh, really through the ministry of, of Paul, and he was influenced through that ministry. Uh, he was saved because of his mother and his grandmother. But uh, Paul uh, took on Timothy as his son in the faith, as his uh, a, a young man in training in ministry, and Timothy became the pastor at the church at Ephesus, and Timothy traveled with Paul on some of his missionary journeys, and Timothy worked alongside of Paul, and so Paul looked at him as his son, and he said in verse 2, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Uh, Paul said to Timothy, he said, Timothy, uh, I thank God for you and I pray for you every night and every day. I hope we're faithful to pray for one another like that. Paul said in verse 4, greatly desiring to see thee, uh, being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. I want you to notice verse 5 in 2 Timothy 1. This will be our text verse, our key verse for today. Paul said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. And let's pray. Lord, I pray that you take these truths from your word. I pray you'd speak to our hearts. Now, Lord, help us to 
uh, hear your word and help us to apply your word and help us to be changed by the word of God this morning. I thank you so much for every mother that is here, every mother that is listening, and I thank you so much for uh, my mother. I thank you for the impact that she has had on my life. I thank you for my wife, and I thank you for the, the, the godly wife that she is. I thank you for the godly mother that she is to our children. And God, I thank you so much for the faith of mothers. And I pray that you would encourage them and challenge them today, but I pray that you would challenge all of us as we examine this verse and this passage of Scripture. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Notice with me in verse number five, Paul said, I see something in you that started in your grandmother, and it continued to your mother. He said, and I'm persuaded, I'm convinced that it is in you also. Paul was one of the greatest Christians to ever walk the earth. And under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul said, Timothy, you have a genuine, uh, you have a, an unfeigned, it's not fake, it's not phony. You have a genuine faith, he said, and I know where it came from. Now, it's interesting to me, he doesn't say that it came from the government, he doesn't say it came from the school, he doesn't say it came from uh, the uh, movie stars, or it came from the, uh, the role models, but he said, it came from your mother, and it came from your grandmother, and it is now in you. Now, when we talk about faith, faith is obviously, it's a trust in God, but this word here, faith, is even more than that. This is what you believe. This is how you live. This is that which governs your life. It, it controls your thoughts. It controls your decisions. It controls your actions. Don't tell me you believe something if you live contrary to it. If you tell me you believe something, I want to see it in your life. Uh, this morning, I want to ask you on this Mother's Day Sunday, uh, what do you believe? Uh, if you say, I don't know, Pastor Jeremy, I don't really know what I believe. Well, I'd encourage you to figure it out. Life is too short to waste time. You have got to know what you believe. And then once you've established that, then you live your life according to the truth, according to what you believe. Paul brings up the genuine faith of Timothy. And Paul says, uh, Timothy says, I, I can see where your faith started and it started at home. Number one, I want to give you a few words uh, today to describe the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother, number one, it is real. You mark it down. Uh, a faith uh, that is going to do anything that's going to amount to anything, it's got to be real. The Bible word is unfeigned. That means it's not fake. It's not phony. It is not counterfeit. It is genuine. Uh, my girls and I, uh, Lacey and Savannah, and also my wife at times, the four of us, or sometimes it's the three of us, we will play a card game. It's called Monopoly Deal. I'm telling you what, it is awesome because I love Monopoly. I just don't have time to sit down and play a four-hour board game of Monopoly. Monopoly Deal is great because you can play a game in about 20 minutes, and it's the same concepts as Monopoly. It's wonderful. I love it. We've had a good time with that in the evenings. But you charge rent, and you've got a certain property, and you charge that rent, and you have to hand over the money. Now, thank God that is not a real rent bill, and that's not a real uh, a mortgage bill, but we, we, we pay it in fake money. It's just play money. But you don't take that money to the store, uh, to Food Line or to Walmart, and try to use that to pay for your groceries. They'll laugh you right out of the store. 
They probably wouldn't even bother arresting you. They just would think you're crazy. They'd think you'd lost your mind. But can I tell you, uh, faith is much the same way. Faith needs to be real. Faith needs to be uh, genuine. Uh, I, this was many years ago, but I'm sure you've heard about the man. His name was Robert Hansen. I remember reading about him, and this all happened uh, almost 20 years ago now, but he was uh, an FBI agent who for over 20 years was a spy. He was handing over secrets to the Russians, and he was uh, handing over intelligence to the Russians, and there's no way that they could ever fully know for sure, but they believe he was responsible for many deaths, not just of, uh, of, of uh, FBI agents, but of uh, uh, other agents in other places, and uh, even civilians who may have lost their lives because he disclosed confidential, uh, top-secret information. But the, so, the, the crazy thing was nobody, nobody suspected him. His own family didn't have a clue because he was living a double life. It is so sad to see someone who is one way at church, and then you find out that they're a completely different person at home. We need Christians that are real. Timothy had a mother that was real. Timothy had a grandmother who was real. And mothers, I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you to be real. I want to encourage our fathers to be real and encourage our teenagers and, and grandparents and encourage uh, our church members and encourage Christians all around our area. Let's be real. Let's not be fakes. Let's not be phony. Let's be genuine. Let's make sure that our love for God, our walk with God, our commitment to God is real. My mother is here today, and uh, my mother uh, is such a blessing, just an amazing lady. Growing up, I can tell you something about my mom, and that is that she was real. She walked with God. Uh, she loved God. She loved her husband. She loved her children. She served God. And can I tell you, that does so much for a child to be able to watch and to see a mother who is real. A mother who doesn't say do one thing and then does another, but a mother who leads and who guides and who sets an example. Moms, I want to thank you this morning. Thank you for who you are. Uh, you don't have to be a lot of things, but we do need you to be real. We need you to be genuine. We need you to be sincere. And the faith of a mother, number one, is real. Number two... I want you to see in this passage, the faith of a mother is remembered. Now, this is an interesting uh, uh, wording here in verse 5, but Paul says this. He says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother and thy mother, and I'm persuaded it's in thee also. Paul said, the, the faith that was in your mother and your grandmother and it's in you, he said, I, I remember it. It's real, and it is remembered. Paul had met a lot of people in his life. Paul had met a lot of people on his missionary journeys, and he'd been in a lot of different places. But Paul made a point to say that he remembered the unfeigned faith of Timothy, his mother, and his grandmother. I'll tell you this morning, people may not remember a lot of things about you. They may not remember a lot of things about me, but they will remember if we are real. My wife says this so often. I think it's such a good quote. She says, people may not remember all the words you say, but they will remember how you made them feel. And I want to challenge you today and say, people will remember if you're real. People will remember if your faith is sincere. I grew up in Rockford, Illinois. My pastor, Pastor Swanson, pastored the same church for 58 years. 
Can I tell you, I don't remember every sermon he preached. Uh, I don't remember uh, every Sunday school lesson. I don't remember every text. I don't remember every illustration. But I'll tell you what I remember. I remember that he was real. I remember that he walked with God. I remember that he prayed. And you say, well, how do you know? Well, he talked about it, uh, but I saw it. Uh, I saw it in his preaching. I saw it in his life. I saw it in his testimony. But, but we need you to be real. People remember that. My youth pastor was the pastor's son, Pastor Mark Swanson. He is now the pastor of that church in Rockford, Illinois. And he's been here at our church to preach, and he'll come back here uh, soon. We've got to reschedule him. But can I tell you, my youth pastor was real. Uh, he began to preach in youth conferences, and he began to preach at some teen camps. And I remember when people would hear him preach in other places, I remember people would make comments, say, wow, uh, that's amazing. That is so powerful. And is he like that all the time? And what's he really like? What's he like on an average Sunday? Or what's he like on a youth activity? Or what's he like in teen hour? And my answer was always the same. My answer was, that's the way he is 24-7. Uh, he was real. He was genuine. Uh, I remember uh, every week in teen Sunday school as he would preach, and I remember many weeks, he would, he would, there'd be tears in his eyes, and there'd be uh, a compassion in his heart and in his voice, and uh, he was real, and I remember that. I remember it, and that made a difference in my life. Uh, I don't remember every sermon, every lesson he ever preached, but I'll tell you, every sermon he preached, every lesson he taught was important to bring me where I am today. Uh, someone uh, made, made this comment. I thought this was so good. Somebody said, you know, I may not remember what I ate for lunch three weeks ago, but it was important, and it sustained me, and it nourished me, and it brought me to where I am today. And friend, that's why we need to get in the Bible every single day. That's why we must get under the preaching and teaching of God's Word, because it is shaping us. It is molding us. It is bringing us to where we are today. The faith of a mother, number one, it's real. Number two, it is remembered. Number three, I want you to notice that it is received. Timothy's mother got her unfeigned faith from her mother. And then Timothy got his unfeigned faith from his mother. And you see the faith, it was real, it was remembered, but it was received. It was passed down to the next generation and the next generation received it. The next generation took it and made it their own. I want to challenge you this morning. Don't reject the faith of your mother. Don't reject the faith of your father. Don't reject that which is being passed down to you. Don't ignore it, but accept it. You and I have all witnessed uh, in a race, we've witnessed the passing of the baton. Can I tell you, it looks so easy and it just seems like it's just uh, nothing to really worry about, but passing the baton, it takes the work and the effort and the concentration of two parties. The one who is passing it and the one who is receiving it, both are responsible. Maybe at your workplace, you have had the responsibility to train someone that is new on the job. Can I tell you that takes work on both the trainer and the trainee to make it successful. Maybe you've been on the receiving end of that and you have tried to receive training and the person training you didn't know what they were talking about or the person training you really didn't care to make sure you had it figured out, but it must be received. 
And we have been given the word of God. We have been uh, given the truth and we have been given a faith and we must receive it. We must accept it. We must make it our own and, and take the baton and then run with it. And then number four, I see in this passage, the faith of a mother. Not only is it real, not only is it remembered, not only is it received, but number four, I love this, it is repeated. You see, Timothy took what he had received from his mother and he repeated it in his own life. And in his own life, then he became a pastor. And in his own life, he became a preacher. And he began to take what he had received and he began to share it with others. He saw how it helped his mother and he wanted the same for his life. You see, friend, if it was good for our mothers and it was good for our fathers and it was good for our pastors, can I tell you, it's good enough for us. The, the truth of the word of God, it is timeless. It is everlasting. And the truth and the faith that we have received, may God help us to repeat it. The things Paul said, which thou hast seen and heard and, and, and received from me, he said, do those things. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 14. I love this passage. But Paul says to Timothy in the same letter, he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Now, obviously, Timothy learned some things from Paul, no doubt about it. And Paul said, continue in those things. But the very next verse, verse 15, goes on to say this, And that... From a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Who taught Timothy from a child? Can I tell you who that was? That wasn't the pastor. That wasn't the evangelist. Uh, that wasn't the youth pastor. That was a mother. That was a mother, and that was a grandmother, and, and many people believe, many Bible scholars believe that Timothy's own father was not even saved, but Timothy's mother said, I'm going to teach my son the Holy Scriptures. I'm going to teach my son the Word of God, and, and what a blessing that there was a mother who had a faith that was real, and she passed it down to her son. What a blessing that there was a grandmother who had a faith that was real, and she passed it down to uh, her daughter and passed it down to her grandson. And that's the way the Christian life ought to be. I want to ask you this morning, do you have unfeigned faith? Do you have a faith that is real? I guess I should ask this first, but are you saved? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you do not know Christ as your Savior, you're not going to be able to live a life based upon faith and based upon doctrine and based upon the word of God because you don't even know Jesus. If you do not know Christ as your Savior, I would challenge you today to put your faith and trust in him for salvation so that you can have the gift of God, which is eternal life. If you are listening today and you have been saved, I want to ask you, is your faith genuine? Is it real? I'm not asking you if you're really saved. I'm not asking you, did you really get salvation? Because once you've got it, you've got it. But I'm asking you, is your your day-by-day your -day life, is it, is it real? Is it genuine? Do you really believe what you say you believe? Here's a question this morning. Who are you helping? Who am I helping to influence? Who is your Timothy? Maybe it's your, your own flesh and blood child, or maybe it's a, a young person, or maybe it's a coworker, or maybe it's a neighbor, but who are you helping to influence? 
You say, well, well, why are we supposed to do that? Because the Great Commission is not one-dimensional. The Great Commission is not just preach the gospel and then go home. The Great Commission is to preach the gospel. And then it's when people get saved, they get baptized. And after a person gets baptized, then we teach them so that they can go out and teach others also. That is the Great Commission. How are you doing with the Great Commission? How am I doing with the Great Commission? I was so encouraged uh, this week I received a text from uh, one of our assistant pastors, and he said, I just, I'm not sure if you even know this or not, but he said, I wanted to let you know that uh, my wife has uh, been doing discipleship through Zoom, and uh, that's not where you get in the car and you race down the streets and you break the speed limit, but Zoom is a computer program where you can, uh, you can talk and you can see each other over the computer, you can go back and forth, and even though we've not been meeting in the building for discipleship, discipleship is going on, and I thank the Lord for that. Uh, my wife, uh, many times, she'll say, you know, I, I heard from this lady in our church, or I heard from this person in our church, or I talked to this person, or I texted this person, and, and friend, that's what the Great Commission is all about, that we care for one another. How sad it will be for Christians whose faith is not real when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And that's not a place where our salvation is determined because our salvation was determined on Calvary when Jesus shed his blood and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But the Bible tells us we'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we'll give an account for how we lived. Some years ago, I read an article about Walter Payton, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. And uh, he played for the Chicago Bears. They won that uh, Super Bowl, I think it was 1985. But Walter Payton, at the end of his career, uh, of course, he retired, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And there was an entire article about his Hall of Fame induction. What should have been the greatest moment of his life became one of the worst weeks he had ever had. You see, he'd been living a double life. Uh, he had a a girlfriend, and he was trying to keep her separate from his wife and from his kids. And uh, at th that weekend, they were all together for that uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. And Walter Payton later said, he said, it was the most miserable time I've ever experienced. And friend, I want to tell you this. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to say, oh, I wish I would have done more, or I could have done this, or I should have done this. I want to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and be able to hear those words, well done thou good and faithful servant. This morning, my challenge to you is let's have a faith that is real. Let's have a faith that is remembered. Let's have a faith that is received, but then let's have a faith that is repeated. I thank the Lord for the faith of a mother and the faith of a grandmother, and may that same faith be in us also. Our Father, I pray that you'd bless us. May our faith and may our life and may how we live and what we believe, may it be real. May it be based upon the word of God, and I pray that you'd use us. I pray you'd bless us, and I pray you'd help us in the days ahead. We pray in Jesus' precious name and for his sake, amen. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.